ESPN 94.1 FM at 8:930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, March 6th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite Hold True. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got a fun show for you coming up tonight. We're going to hear from Ashland Tomcats basketball coach Jason Mays. Ashland now 31-0. They beat Russell last night 61-41 in the 16th region quarterfinals in Moorhead State. They've got Rowan County on Monday night, and we're going to talk to Coach in a few minutes about what has been probably one of the most amazing high school basketball seasons I've ever seen in this region. Statewide, of course, pretty big deal. So we're going to talk to him. And, of course, we got a lot to get into. Marshall playing basketball in San Antonio tomorrow, taking on UTSA. We'll have that game for you. Coverage begins at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll get into that game a little bit later on. A lot of things are happening, though, with the Thundering Herd across the board. Marshall women were in action last night, and they win. And they did it in dramatic fashion. Lorelai Roper, she had a putback with nine-tenths of a second remaining in overtime. And Marshall, on the road, gets the victory against FIU 59-57. So now Marshall improving to 12-15. and They're 7-10 and in Conference USA. FIU drops to 5-23. and They are 2-15 and in the league. And, of course, Marshall... If the women were having to play group play, they wouldn't even be playing this team right now. That's how low the Panthers are, 2-15 and 15 in the league. Thankfully, they're playing a full season of games. That was a pretty impressive comeback, really. I mean, you go to overtime and you hit a putback with nine-tenths of a second. That's a breath, really. That's not even – that's just like a, th- a blink. Here it is. That's impressive. So – Marshall gets the win, so congratulations to the women. They will continue their odyssey. They continue on the road. And, of course, that'll be in Florida, taking on Florida Atlantic. That is set for a 2 o'clock tip. So the ladies on the road. Then they got to go to Texas because they are guaranteed their spot in the Conference USA tournament. So are the men. We just don't know if it's going to be the 6th spot or the 7th spot. And while we wait to figure that out, some more honors coming their herd's way today. Marshall University now has junior guard Jared West as a member of the Conference USA All-Academic Team. He is a business major, business management major, GPA of 371. And he has been named to the Conference USA Commissioner's Honor Roll the last two years. So not only is a kid who goes out there, he hustles, he's a smart kid as well. Leads Conference USA with 65 steals, second on the team in scoring with 14.3. He is fifth in the conference with assist at 119. I don't know what more you have to do. I think he's Conference USA first team material. Him, Tavion Kinsey, or some combination. He's Conference USA first team 
I would begrudgingly take second team. I mean, just gritting my teeth. But you know what? He doesn't care. He just wants to win basketball games. So he'll take it. But he is a first all-academic honor recipient now. That's pretty good for him. And, of course, Marshall, as we mentioned, in action. Saturday, tip at 7. I'm sorry, tip at 4. I'm used to 7. Tips at 4. And it's going to be broadcast on Stadium as well. So if you're looking for the game, you can find it on Stadium. Or if you can't find it on Stadium, uh, do what you usually do. Do the sensible thing. Keep it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, the weather outside, not so good. It's not doom and gloom, but it's not good as well. It's kind of kind of nasty out there. And so the decision was made that Marshall and Rutgers, that's going to be moved to Sunday. So the game that was set for Friday, today, that has been moved to Sunday. Saturday's game schedule will remain the same. Rutgers and Bucknell will face off. 9.30 a.m., followed by Marshall versus Bucknell at 12 p.m., and then Marshall against Rutgers at 2.30 p.m. Sunday's schedule will now begin with Rutgers and Bucknell at 9.30 a.m. Marshall will then take the field against Bucknell's schedule at 11.30 a.m. Then the Herd's going to take on Rutgers at 1.30 p.m. Games are going to be on ESPN3. Of course, Hopefully, it's going to be a great weekend for the Thundering Herd on the softball side of things. Let's hope the weather gets better. That's the big thing. Let's get the weather a little bit better, get an opportunity to go out and support the Thundering Herd. So um, that's what's going to look like here in the next few days as far as the softball team's concerned. The tennis team, on the other hand, they're smart. They play inside. They play the Huntington Tennis Club. And they are set to take on Akron and West Virginia State. Set for Saturday, the Akron match is going to be at 1 p.m., and the West Virginia State match is set for 6 p.m. Both going to be played at the Huntington Tennis Club. Marshall defeated Winthrop 4-3 and and Miami 6-1 and last weekend. Marshall, as I mentioned, they are an impressive 9-4 and now. 9-4. and I think Coach Mercer is getting this squad back to where he wants it. Competitive, winning. You're not used to Marshall Tennis not doing well. They might not win the Conference USA Championship yearly. Not everyone can do that. But still, I think they're in a good place right now. They're getting it right back up. They're ramping it up again. Just means one thing. When your team's healthy, your team's going to be competitive. And so far, Marshall's been pretty competitive. No health issues to report to talk about. So we're going to turn our attention to basketball of a different variety. We focus a lot on Marshall, but we're going to turn our attention to Ashland when we continue. The Tomcats are an impressive 31-0. They beat Russell last night in the 16th region quarterfinals at Moorhead State. Now they've got Rowan County coming up on Monday. And we're going to talk to the head coach, Jason Mays, when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats. Let's welcome in the undefeated this season, at least, Jason Mays. Coach, thanks for joining us on the program. Really do appreciate you spending a few minutes with me this afternoon. 
What a season so far. I don't, I don't know where to begin. I'm sure you've heard all the adjectives everyone can possibly come up with <laughs> at, at this point. Um, is it just more pressure now to stay undefeated, or you still have that pressure of, okay, we got to go out and just win the next game? I, I know there's probably two different pressures going on there. Yeah, well, pressure is an interesting word, and I think it, it's what you make out of it. Um, I, I try to redirect our team's focus to the pressure is be the best in this rep in this drill on this practice, you know, um, if you can redefine the word pressure to these 14 to 18 year old kids, I, I think that helps, um, achieve what we have achieved. Um, that being stated, uh, you know, going undefeated in a regular season is, is special. You don't want to run from that. You don't want to like not talk about it and not face it because it's a real thing. Um, and I think our kids have handled that with maturity. Uh, you know, I spent almost two decades coaching college ball and probably as more, as much maturity as any college team I was ever part of. So, um, one of the ways we did that is we, uh, just sort of recalibrated and said, Hey, we're O and O now. And, um, you know, when you put, when you look at the past, you take away from your present. And if you're not fully engaged in your present, you're going to steal from your future. And so that's what we talked about. So right now we're three and O going into the semifinals of our regional tournament. Um, and that's sort of how we've redefined the word pressure as it pertains to what we're doing this year. Yeah, you do so by beating Russell. And, of course, that's always a, a good time if you're Ashland beating Russell. But you know, now you got to uh, move on. And as you get closer and closer to hopefully the state tournament, uh, you're going to see a lot more adversity as well. I mean, it's one thing to beat a team like Russell. You've seen them before but you're getting closer and closer to probably maybe exciting time because you're getting to some unknown quantities as well. Well, you are indeed correct if we can win these next two games. Um, you know, we, we play Rowan County um, Monday night at 8 o'clock at Moorhead State University. And although we've only played Rowan County once during the regular season, they are in our region and they have tons of film on us and, you know, they – we each talked to other coaches, and they, there is a familiar, familiarity. Um, and then we play the winner of Lewis and Boyd if we were to win. Um, and, you know, we've played – that would be our fourth game against Boyd County this year and our second against Lewis. Um, so we've still got some uh, games to play where people are familiar um, with what we do. and we're, But, you know, we're familiar with what they try to do. Um, it won't be until the state tournament that we actually um, probably can take a deep breath and say, all right, you know, we're going to call play during this possession, and there's a good chance our opponent has never seen it before. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've got to get through two more regional uh, games before we can actually get to play somebody that's not very familiar with us. I asked a similar question to Jansen Williams at Marshall University a couple of days ago because Marshall's yeah. in group play now. They're playing familiar opponents again. Once again, you're seeing the same group of teams. And he had just this beautiful pearl wisdom. He says, it's still a new game. And is that a difficulty for you to try to get these kids to understand no matter what, this is still a brand new game? Each game is its own. That is true. Um you, for example, last night we played Russell for the third time and we won that game in a way we didn't win the other two um, with a different kind of press, mainly in the first half. Um, so, you know, he's correct in that each game does, its, does have its own identity. 
the key is not to overcoach. And you, you don't want to reinvent yourself when you don't need to. You don't want to complicate the simple, so to speak. So what's worked well, what will continue to work well, and then what are some tweaks that you need to make? What do you need to add? What do you need to take away? What do you need to repeat? What do you not need to repeat? Um, and that's where, the, that's, where, that's where possessions are won. You know, and let's face it, it's March, and games are going to be single possession games. So um, your game prep is very important. Um, because if you still play on an out-of-bounds underneath defensively or offensively or a side out-of-bounds play or a new twist to your zone offense or coming after a timeout, you think you can catch somebody sleeping and get a certain backdoor cut or getting a certain certain look for a three, um, you know, and you, and you succeed either in getting a key stop or scoring, that's a possession that you won. And, you know, this time of the year, that could be – that can make the difference in a game. So – I think you got to pay attention to, you know, this is our identity as a team, so this is who we're always going to be. But in this third time around, let's let's add this or take this away or tweak this, uh, and that's sort of where it's it's, a, it's new creation going into that game, even though it's the same opponent. Joining us on the program, the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Jason Mays, and. Have you ever been close to a situation like this, just this type of season? I mean, it's it's very rare to see it happen, period. But have you been close to this type of season before in your career? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Georgetown College. Um, they're still, to this day, one of the perennial NAI basketball programs in the, in, in the country. Um, we won a national championship in 98 there, and um, played in several Final Fours. There was one year we we started out twenty five and zero. Another year we started twenty one and zero, and you know, but didn't finish the regular season undefeated. But we still had you know successful seasons those years. So I've been a part of some pretty serious winning streaks. Um, when I was about Austin State, I think we won seventeen in a row. Um, so uh, you know, I, I was a little prepared on how to you know, coach the process mindset on, you know, just focus on where you are, you know, be where your feet are. And let's don't, let's don't get out of whack over this undefeated thing. And, and also understanding when um, kids start to feel the pressure and when you, when you've got to lighten it up or when you got to, you know, tighten the screws a little bit more. Um, but not to this extent. No, um, we're 31 and 0 right now. And I don't care what level of basketball, I don't care if it's, you know, I'm taking my daughter right now to her 9U uh, travel team basketball practice, and I don't care if you're coaching a 9U girls team, 31-0, that's, um, that's pretty impressive. And, and you know, it, it, there's a lot of positives that come with that, but there's also some things where you've got to coach your team up, you know, like you, you use the word pressure and expectations. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it can be difficult at times, especially, hey, these kids are 14- to 18-year-old kids, you know, Who's, who's trained them to handle this? You know, it, there, there's no script. You know, you just have to roll with it. But now this situation is pretty unique. Joining us on the program, head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Jason Mays. I've been wanting to do this for a couple of years. I'm finally glad we could actually uh, make this happen. And uh, we picked the perfect time here because uh, this has been tr- pretty special all season long. And uh, and now it just uh, it gets to the point where you're getting into probably the best high school basketball tournament in the country. I mean, I'm a West Virginia kid, and I'm saying Kentucky's is better, <laughs> uh, much better. And it just 
there's so much history and tradition with Ashland, and even then, I don't know if Ashland's really uh, seen this level of excitement at this point. I mean, 31-0, you know, Ashland recently won 2,000th all-time game. Nobody did, has done that in Kentucky. I mean, right now, yeah. you're sitting on top of the world. <laughs> well, thank you for your, your remarks. But um, to what you said at first, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, I coached I, I coached college ball in Kentucky a long time, and I recruited the state tournament. And even as when I was a high school student um, at Scott County High School over in Georgetown, Kentucky, uh, you know, every year I would go to the state tournament with my uncles. And um, you know, everybody in Kentucky's got their state tournament history, their stories of going to the state tournament. It is truly a great atmosphere. It's a special time. Uh, in our state um, is somewhat undescribable. And so for us to have such a uh, prominent role in the history of that tournament and, you know, forget about what we're doing right now. I mean, our kids this summer, I made them watch the 1961 state championship game, the black and white on a, I think it was an eight millimeter film, um, you know, so they could learn and they could sort of feel what everybody's going to be talking about. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we, I think we're, I think we're number one all time in wins in the state tournament, and we're in the top five in appearances. We're the first program to reach 2,000 wins in Kentucky, the seventh nationally. Um, and, uh, you know, we're 31 and 0, and we just won our district, and now we're competing for our regional championship for the second year in a row. So, um, you know, we're our, our RPI rating in the state is, I think, number three. The Associated Press poll had us number two in the final poll. So, I mean, so many positives going on right now, but our kids deserve all the credit and so many people that have been a part of this before um, we got here deserve a lot of the credit too. Um, I'm just glad that, um, you know, our community, I mean, this is, I don't know how often, how much time you've spent in Ashland, but this is still a community that cares about their high school sports team. Um, they are fired up. I mean, of all the teams in the in, in the uh, 16th region tournament right now, we're the only school that sold out 100 percent of their ticket allotment last night, and, and we'll we'll uh, we'll send it we'll send it we'll sell it out again tomorrow, um, you know, or, or Monday that is. So it's just a lot of pride um, about what's going on right now, and I you know we're just our, the kids that we have wear that very well. They understand how important it is to people of the community here. Um, we got a lot of high character kids, so it's just a, it's sort of utopia right now. It's Camelot, if you will. I just want to know how many stories do you have to endure from Dickie Martin on a daily basis? Because <laughs> I mean, he he was old then when the Tomcats were last in the tournament. I mean, I'm talking championship well, you know, here. Well, it's pretty cool. Uh, and, and sorry, I was dropping my daughter off at the wrong order, Jim. So uh, sorry for the background noise. But um, you know, the thing about Dickie is his father was the voice of the Tomcats before Dickie was. And um, you know, Dickie is unabashed about how how much he's a Tomcat football supporter. I mean, he he loves his Tomcat football now, and rightfully so. But, you know, Dickie's also very loyal to our, ba- our basketball Tomcat program. But now Dickie's dad was feverishly loyal to our basketball program, um, you know, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And so for us to have the success that we're having right now brings back a lot of special memories for Dickie uh, growing up, listening, you know, going to games with his father, 
Um, and so Dickie's having a time of his life right now. Um, I, I, I enjoy watching him get emotional after certain wins. Uh, it's pretty cool. But, you know, I don't know if you know Mark Maynard. Uh, he's yes. an author. used to work for the Ashland Daily Independent. Sure here, do. But has written several stories uh, about the history of our, of our basketball program and our tradition. Um, you know, it's just – I don't even know where to start. It's just every day it seems like there's something new that either – that usually connects the tradition of our program to our program today in a meaningful way. Today's story was a story by Mark Maynard that um, the, there's a scholarship called the Joe Franklin Scholarship where it's a several thousand dollar scholarship that we give to a uh, basketball senior every year of high character and um, how that almost lost its endowment and there were people here that kept it alive and now it's thriving again. Um, and again, it was just, you know, it was, it was, Joe Franklin was a player, a Tomcat basketball player in 67 that was killed in a car wreck on the way to watch the, the, the football team play in the state championship game in 67. And so they named a scholarship after him. And now all the people over the years that have received that scholarship that have went on to college and used that money and, you know, just how it's impacted their lives. Again, that was just today's story connecting the past to the present. And, you know, Dickie, Dickie connects to every bit of that. So it's pretty cool. I love Dickie. Um, I've had some um, I've had some fun memories. Dickie is uh, responsible for a lot of memories. I don't know if I can repeat some of them <laughs> on the air, but he's responsible for a lot of memories of mine. You, you know, you don't have a lot of people nowadays that do what you guys do that have the freedom to say what's on their mind. And Dickie's, Dickie does, you know. He says what's on his mind, and I, I don't know how he gets away with it, but he does. And I think some of it is um, sort of the Kaywood Ledford factor, if you will, if you, if you know who Kaywood Ledford is, longtime sports announcer for the University of Kentucky. Um, you know, when I was at Kentucky Western, we got a guy who's still calling games there named Joel Utley. This is Joel's 55th year calling uh, Kentucky Wesleyan Panther basketball games. Um, you know, you, you have these guys like Dickie Martin who – they've earned the right to say what they want to say when they want to say it. And it's just part of their persona. And, um, you know, I don't think Dickie would ever want me to say he's, he's bigger than a game, but a lot of times he is, you know, just because of the history and how much he, he, uh, is connected to it. So, you know, Dickie's just a, a part of our overall tradition. You know, he's an important part of it. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's stories you have on Dickie that you can't repeat on that on the air. <laughs> no, I can't repeat any of them really. Uh, I, I will say this though: when years and years ago, when I first was working with him uh, in, in a different radio station, uh, he yelled at me, and I yelled right back at him, and he laughed, and we've been friends ever since. I mean, that's Dickie. <laughs> yep, uh, you know, Dickie. Dickie, tell I me mean, there were you know last year. Part of our neat story is last year. You know, I mean we. We went in the regional tournament last year, I think 13 or 15. And, of course, we got the Cole Villers kid back from an ACL injury right at that time and had some personnel shifts where, um, you know, we just changed how we were playing. I changed how we were coaching. And, that we, you know, we had some ugly games last year. And I remember after those games, Dickie was like live on air, you know, post game, right, when I'm emotional. Coach, there's no other way to put it. But um, Tom got terrible tonight. What are your thoughts? <laughs> you know? So, Dickie, all right, thanks for setting the tone. Let me see if I can straighten that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's Dickie. That's pretty much Dickie. 
completely. Yeah, you know, me on uh, the other hand, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more diplomatic about it, just because yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. as I'm not as old and curmudgeon as Dicky. But um, yeah, you, I wouldn't trade him for the world <laughs> if I had him. No, he's uh, I'm friends with his son uh, Jamie. Um, you know, and uh, what's what's also cool is there's a bridge in Ashland that's um, named after his father, after after Dicky's father. And uh, I have to cross that bridge every going to my house from school and coming from my house to school. So I get to cross uh, the Dickie Martin Bridge twice a day. And, uh, you know, so I get to, I get to, you know, just, again, it's just part of our community and our tradition. And, and Dickie's an important part of that. People listen, if you haven't ever just tuned in to uh, a Tomcat basketball game to listen to Dickie, you you, uh, you owe yourself that, that, that privilege. So, um um. Yeah, I consider him a dear friend. He's a good guy. He's one of my favorites. Joining us on the program, Jason Mays. First time I've ever got a chance to talk to you. I I wish we could have done this sooner. I've been trapped at the Henderson Center down the street for a couple of years yeah. now. It feels like so. Uh, yeah, Bill Cornwell was able to break me out today, and uh, we were able to do this. And I hope we can do it again soon. And I hope we're talking maybe in a couple of weeks about uh, a state championship. That would be that would be wonderful to have to talk about. Well, thank you, and and I'm looking for you know I still I've only been here not even two years, and I, I don't I, I'm not I haven't been to a Marshall game yet. Um, I've never met Coach Dan and Tony. Looking forward to to meeting him, and I know Mark Klein, one of the assistant coaches um, from years ago. But um, you know I, I need to get over there and get to know those guys and get to some games and and educate myself about. And I've never been to a Marshall football game either. So, you know, I've got a lot of learning to do when it comes to Marshall, Marshall the Thunder and Herd Athletics. I've got to catch up. I have done a very good job of that in my short time here. Well, Coach, um, hopefully you don't have enough time for a few more weeks. And then after you win that state championship, I mean, I'll, I'll bring you to Huntington. We will we'll get you a, a hot dog from uh, one of my hot, favorite hot dog stands. We'll do a West Virginia hey. thing. Do <laughs> Get a hot dog. Now, do you, do you put chili on it or is it called sauce? Okay, I I call it sauce. There might be some wrong thought that it's chili, but it is sauce. You you people are crazy. You people are crazy. I I I've never heard of sauce. So- you, you want sauce on your dog? I'm like what marinara, Alfredo? No, I want chili on my dog. I, I've never heard that until I moved to Ashland. Sauce on the dog. I've never heard. That. I can't get over that. Sauce and slaw. <laughs> Don't get it right. Sauce and slaw. <laughs> That's something else. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'll get you a Tudor's biscuit too if you come over. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Make the drive. You'll get, you'll get a Tudor's biscuit, and we'll, we'll get you hot dogs. Since that seems to be the West Virginia thing. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I, I've been a fan of Coach Huggins for years. Uh, you know, I was very good friends with Mark Hatcher. The years he coached down at Logan High School, they used to come to our team camp at Georgetown for years. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you get so busy with your own program. You don't find time, don't make time to get out and, and see other coaches and, and programs. And I need to do a better job of that. And I'm 10 minutes away from Marshall. So hopefully I can change that here soon. Coach, looking forward to it. Hey, again, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I'm glad we finally made it happen. And, uh, congratulations. Fantastic season. Good luck the rest of the way. And hopefully we're talking real soon. All right, thank you. Have a great day. That is the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Jason Mays. Uh, it was a fantastic interview. I should have done that sooner. Uh, I want to talk to him more. He's a great guy. We will come back and get you caught up on the rest of the day here and we get your phone calls in as well. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We went a little long, but I thought it was worth it talking to the head coach of the National Tomcats, Jason Mays. And as you just heard, you can go back and listen to that anytime on the podcast. That's right. You can get it at Spotify. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you get your podcast is where you can go back and listen to that if you missed that interview. Or, of course, you just want to hear hear it again. So there's your options for the show. And if you do go to the podcast, if you by chance ever listen to the podcast, do me a favor, subscribe. If you would, please, that would be great. I would appreciate that. Also, if you would, leave us a review, five-star review, please. I would love a five-star review. Let me know uh, what you think. Give me all the positive vibes you can, and that way it helps other people find the podcast as well. So if we're getting a lot of people downloading the show, getting a lot of people reviewing it, giving us positive reviews, thumbs up all the way if you can, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if you can share it as well, you know, maybe uh, someone who – is out of the area, would like to kind of keep up on some of the sports action that's going on in the region, or someone who's a big Marshall fan, anybody that you can think of, if you could share the podcast, I would appreciate that. That really would mean a lot to me. Uh, I would appreciate it tremendously. So we did go long. So we're going to take a quick break here in a few minutes. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Marshall basketball as the Thundering Herd are in Texas. We're getting set tomorrow for UTSA. We go on the air at 3 o'clock with our coverage. 4 o'clock will be tip time. I don't know how many of the players were on the trip, but I did see some photos coming back from Texas, and they were at the Alamo. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to have to go early, might as well take in some of the sights and sounds of the area. And, of course, the Alamo, definitely one of those places that if you're ever in the area, you need to check out the Alamo and see just a place rich in history. So that's one of the cool things that they're getting to do today. So if you're following them on social media or you're following some of your favorite players or some of the team members, that's what they're doing today. I think they're going to a Mavericks game. they got a Mavericks game scheduled as well. Uh, I was pushing a couple of them to go see the hockey in the area. But, of course, it's not like going to Hurricane. It's not like driving to Charleston. I mean, it's a big area. Even though it's close, it's it's a big jaunt. So the good news is, though, they're there for a few days, and while they're practicing and doing everything else, I get to take advantage of it. That's a good thing. That's the one thing I can say about a long trip like that. Either you stay in the room or you go experience what your surroundings look like, and hopefully they're going to do that. That's something that I think we all need to do a lot more. All right, we're going to take our last break. Come back. We will continue on talk a little herd basketball with you and of course end on a high note i think hopefully we're going to end this on a high note as we get ready for saturday here on espn 94.1 fm and am 9:30. we're taking paul swan everywhere download or subscribe to the drive with paul swan on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts all right, wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan with you for this Friday. Coming up tomorrow, Marshall with an opportunity to clinch the sixth seed in the Conference USA Tournament. Marshall would then face the winner of the UTEP and Rice game Saturday on Wednesday night in Frisco. 
So that's what we're shooting for right now. Marshall would enter the conference tournament in the seventh seed with a loss, and they would play UTSA or UAB. So I'm going to be right and honest with you. I don't want to see Marshall face off against UAB. I would not feel good. First round, especially first round matchup with UAB, I would not feel comfortable with the Thundering Herd. Not to say they can't beat them. It would be on a neutral location. And so UAB wouldn't have that famous home court advantage that they're pretty well known for, at least in these circles, in this part of town anyway. But I would feel a lot better if Marshall didn't have to face UAB, or UTSA for that matter. At a certain point, I'm tired of looking at these teams. And I know Marshall hasn't had success against UAB, and it's yet to be determined what Marshall will do against UTSA. But Marshall's at least guaranteed the seven spot. I want the herd to get that sixth spot. Then you're going to take on UTEP or Rice. That'll be Wednesday night in Frisco. No matter the case, it's going to be a Wednesday night game. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, what does a win do for the Thundering Herd? Well, it also puts them in, of course, a better bracket situation. And there's some opportunities coming up with the game on Saturday. First of all, Jared West, he has 202 career steals. He is seven away from breaking the all-time mark of 208. That is Skip Henderson's record. Now there's another record that we're creeping up on. And Jansen Williams is climbing up the charts. He has 147 career blocks, fourth most in men's basketball program history. He is two away from passing Omar Rowland for third all-time. So, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Just haven't registered that name in my mind for a while. Omar Rowland, remember him? Of course you do. It's not like it's ancient history. But Jansen Williams with a 147 block. So, Mr. Williams can pass Omar Rowland for third all-time. And we know Marshall can score now. We've seen it. 94-82 victory over FAU. It was the most points scored in a game this season for the team. And it was the first time winning when giving up 80 or more points. So Marshall gave up 82 points and still won. Now we're going to preview this game tomorrow, but here are some of the highlights you need to know. Javon Jackson. That's it. That's all you need to know. Averaging 26.9 points a game. Second in Division One. Marcus Howard's at 27.7. That's the leader. He's making 42.3% of his shots. He is the team leader in steals at 45. He's second on the team in assists at 72 and rebounds at 168. And then, if you aren't paying attention to Jackson, he's going to kill you. But don't sleep on Keaton Wallace either. He's averaging 18.6 a contest, and he leads the team in assists with 92, and he's second in steals at 39. So don't sleep on those guys, especially Jackson. But Jackson, Wallace, those are your guys that make this team go. And if Marshall can get that consistency we've talked about, top to bottom, everyone's being productive, everybody's getting in the game, everyone's making best use of their time, everyone's scoring good shots, I think Marshall's got a shot here. 
if Marshall can't hit shots, then Marshall doesn't have a shot. Pun maybe not intended. But that's basically your breakdown here. It's a rematch again. And I don't want to see UAB or UTSA for a third time. Now, you might think, hey, want to get a shot at UAB again. We can beat those guys. Yeah, you probably could. I don't want to see it. Just, just not push it. I think UAB's a, a different style of team. And sometimes one team's style might not be good for the other team. Yeah, You've got an advantage. How you play, your physicality. Your athleticism, something that you're doing that the other team just can't match. And it's okay. I mean, that's what makes it interesting. Everybody's got a different way of playing basketball. Some are pressure, some are half court, some are full court. The list goes on and on here, just to generalize. But at the same time, Marshall, if they can win this, they're going to be in the sixth seed. They're going to avoid UAB because I'm not feeling comfortable about that matchup. I don't want to see UAB. And I hate to be that way, but until Marshall can beat them, I don't feel good about that game. And I don't want to have to try to prove that they can beat them at the conference tournament. Instead, let me get UTEP or Rice. Let me get one of those games Let's get Marshall a win, get to that second round, and see what happens then. I don't want an opening round game with UAB. Whatever the case may be, sixth or seventh seed, Marshall will be at the tournament representing, and they will take the airwaves on Wednesday night right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll have the pregame coverage, we'll have the postgame coverage, and we'll have the goodness in between with the game all right here. So keep it locked. Just, you know what? If you've got a knob, tear it off. If you've got a push button, hit the whole button, lock it. Don't go anywhere. It's the best thing you need to do. That's all you need to do. Okay. So what do we got coming up tomorrow? we got pregame coverage beginning at 3 o'clock. And then we'll have the game at 4. And then right after that, we'll have the postgame. It'll probably be a short postgame. Games on the road, so we don't usually have access to the interviews we usually like to bring you. But we will get your phone calls in if you are so inclined. And then... We'll be right back here in the studio on Wednesday for Marshall in the tournament, either as the sixth seed or the seventh seed. And in between all of that, don't forget, we'll be back on the air Monday as well for the drive at 5.06. We'll be at the Union Pub and Grill for that one on Monday to break it all down, what happened over the weekend. I want to thank my guest for coming on the program today, the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Jason Mays. It was a pleasure to speak with him for the first time and looking forward to doing it again. For Coach, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.